listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Podcasting to you from the partly sunny forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am happy about where I sat at Olive Garden in 2008. My name is Tim Kilkenny. <laughs> and from Cascade Locks, Oregon, at least for now, I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> Do you know of what I, to what I was referring, sir? I have no idea what Olive Garden 2008. No. No. That is how we met. Oh, Tim. <laughs> Did you forget, honey? <laughs> uh, no, I, now I, I do remember there being an Olive Garden, but uh, yeah, I was I was trying to put it together with the Norm Macdonald thing, like you met Norm oh. Macdonald in 2008, but no, you met. Someone not as interesting, but more <laughs> relevant to this podcast. Someone with, you know, at least in the same realm of similar dry delivery. <laughs> <laughs> well, Norm is gone, and that is sad. I enjoyed Norm quite a bit. Um, you know, anyway, we, we're at a politics of religion conference. Uh, no, end of days conference back in 2008. It was a bunch of Christian conspiracy folks. And somebody decided we're all going to go to Olive Garden after the conference was over. So out I went and uh, ended up sitting by you. And it's like, who who is this guy? What's going on with him? And then uh, I guess kind of the rest is history. So weird how that all worked out and uh, what repercussions it's having, you know, 13 years later. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty intense. So any, anyway, Norm, Norm McDonald, one of my favorites, is gone. And I'm sad. Uh, I immediately... You know, thought Vax, and uh, that was wrong. I guess he's had a nine-year secret battle with cancer, which is rough. Uh, also, considering that you know someone that speaks truth to power dies of cancer. You know, not necessarily somebody who is super political, but it just does seem that you know all the good ones die of cancer for some strange reason. I should say, I should correct, correct a record. Uh, Michael K. Williams actually. Uh, Died of a fentanyl overdose. Did you see that? The official I, story is Omar from the the Wire died of a fentanyl overdose. Yeah, I, I saw that. That was the official story. I haven't dug into it to see if people, you know, like family members, are saying, "Oh, yeah, that's what happened," or no, definitely not what happened. So I'm not. I have no idea. But, checking in to see if it's like a DMX thing. Yeah, where there's. There's the drug OD story floated, and then people close to him refuting it. But Family denial. I mean, this is not scientific at all, but it does feel like we've lost a lot of celebrities this year. I mean, you know, you know fentanyl, uh, apparently fentanyl can't kill you if you're George Floyd, but can kill you if you're the actor from The Wire. So, hmm. I didn't know that. It, it, there's no possibility that it 
anything to do with George Floyd's death, but, uh, you know, if there's fentanyl, that's the only explanation for anyone else. Interesting. Well, I, I, is that is that the, is that the science? I don't know. I'm just doing I'm just doing math here. Okay, that's the science. I'm just, All right. I'm just putting George Floyd's situation with the with this one. So. Do you trust Do you trust the science? Uh, uh, math more than science, but yes. Math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah two, two plus two equals always equals five. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show. Well, you want to you want to play the Norm Macdonald clip? A couple minutes in, we already got a 1984 reference. I don't know if it gets any better. Uh, Norm Macdonald. This man, this man was a uh, national treasure. Uh, You got to you got to set it up a little bit because people. I mean, it's been floating around, but a lot of people won't be familiar. I I didn't even realize that the View was around back then. In the year 2000? I definitely wasn't watching it. I can. So, I Norm, here's Norm McDonald on The View with Barbara Wawa. And uh, what was the other gal's name? Joy. Is it Joyce, Joy? Uh, Joy Behar. And she's Joy still Behar. on there. She's she's the only one still on the show now, right. I think. Yep. And here's Norm on, uh, on The View, year 2000. Homicide out of the White House. I, I don't. I don't. I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a a, a fresh start because we don't want any more murderers. I think no, we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. Oh, the murderers. Yeah. Oh, Clinton murdered a guy. Yeah, you know we're not allowed. <laughs> no, you're not allowed no, to put out no, no, accusations without. That's a little too far. That's the way it doesn't let's work. Let's just let's just yeah. go on to the next question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? <laughs> Oh, it's not mine either. I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs> Be a good boy. Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No, Listen, no, we don't need I to don't want to get into this. this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Let's oh. get on with it. Exactly. <laughs> get with it. There you go. This is a live show. Why? Norm, but you have been properly chastised by Barbara. Oh. So I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Look, okay. let me do this, okay? <laughs> I thought it was a matter of record is one of the best lines. For the last consecutive year, uh, Nick, JetBlue Air, Airline ranked first for satisfaction among all North American airlines. But you know what ranked least in satisfaction? 9-11 Airlines. What a terrible name for an airline. It reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> Oh, 9-11. <laughs> I don't laugh at 9-11. Again. I try to tell him not to go, laugh. Adam. I know. I walked through blood and bones in the streets of Manhattan trying to find my brother. Yeah, he was in northern Canada. <laughs> it's uh, I don't have a clip, but he... <laughs> He said a, a good comedian uh, makes you laugh, or a, a bad comedian makes you clap. A good comedian makes you laugh. <laughs> so, anyway, um, 
<laughs> oh, Miss No, I thought it was a matter of public record. I thought <laughs> <it> was... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, oh. I I don't believe there was a libel lawsuit after that. So you know. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Don't shoot. You know, gone the way of of Joan Rivers. A little bit too much. Uh, too much on the nose. Yeah. Well, very, very sad. Uh, we spoke just before we got on air that, you know, a lot of people were posting that he had become a Christian, which is pretty awesome. So uh, rest in peace, Mr. Uh, Mr. Norm. And I hope uh, his family and friends are uh, doing well in this strange time. Uh, hopefully they're not all located in Cal- California. California. Yeah. 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 Rough times in California. I didn't follow it especially closely, but uh, I guess there was a reason that Alex Soros said, in Nancy we trust. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I don't you know. know I, hey, just just real quick, Andrew, before you say anything, yeah. I just wanted, just wanted to let you know. <clears throat> Get a drink of water here. There was no evidence of massive voter fraud in the California elections. Oh, so, okay. Th- yeah, thank you, Twitter. Yeah. 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 No, no, Trend, no. Hold on. Hold trending on a with rigged. We called it at 9:42, 9:55. No evidence of massive voter fraud. Okay. Yeah. There's. So, yeah. No evidence of. Hold on. I actually missed a word in my own setup. No evidence of widespread voter fraud. Yeah. In California. So in case it looked like everybody was against this guy and then he won anyway, I want everyone out there to know no evidence <laughs> of yeah. massive voter fraud. Massive, yeah. not massive, but widespread voter fraud. Yep. No evidence the, of any, no evidence of any of it. Not, that's how we do our elections now. <laughs> so you, no evidence. Just yeah. don't be crazy. Well, are, you a, are you a Q person? Are you an anti-vaxxer? What is going on? You think I'm definitely not a cute person and definitely an anti-vaxxer proud Whoa. anti proud Whoa. anti-vaxxer since I think, <laughs> I don't know, 2008, probably maybe before 2008. Is that how Andrew starts it off? Yeah. Proud, proud anti-vaxxer here. Yeah. Just put. <laughs> anyway, so the California thing. Point out the part where I'm wrong. Okay. So you, you're the media, and the the media political complex, right? The industrial complex, and you you know, you're like hey hey Newsom, you're probably gonna lose this thing. Look at these poll numbers. People want you out. Everyone hates you. So you scare the tar out of him. You make sure that he spends some money that he doesn't think he can just skate by here. You know, not get recalled and not spend a ton of money. So you get the money flowing. You get you give the other side some hope. Then you kind of concentrate everyone on Larry Elder because you got some dirt on him. You can bring out. And then you then to set up the um, the result, the preordained result, you got to make the poll numbers match up. So a few weeks before, for no reason whatsoever. I mean, there was the. There was some dirt on Larry Elder, but there wasn't reason for uh, the poll numbers to go from like more than half of people wanting to recall Newsom to, you know, a 20 percent gap of 
keeping him in. And then, you know, you just pump out the result that you you want on election day and say, no, all the firsthand accounts, people showing up, you know, being told they already voted, being sent multiple ballots, all, all that stuff. No evidence, no widespread voter fraud. It's over. If you question it, we will lock you up with the January 6th people. Not like a couple of people said that they went to vote and couldn't. They had already voted. Like a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. a lot of people. Yep. I know that California has a lot of people, but there's a lot of people that. Uh... And just, you know, usually in a recall election, the turnout is um, much more aggressive on the side that wants the recall. Yes. Uh, also, not, I don't no, understand. not this time. No, everyone just really wanted Newsom okay. in so bad that all the Democrats voted for the for Newsom staying in. All right. So you and I have had a theory running throughout this year. We talk to each other fairly frequently about it. Uh, we've spoken about it on the show somewhat, but we think a consistent theme of this year is to make people as angry as possible. Right. This feels like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. they want everyone to know that it's being rigged, just like they did the the uh, presidential election. So uh, the weird part, weird part to me, 39 million people currently is population as of 2021. By the way, it really leveled off last year, almost a dip. Uh, 39,613 people, uh, 613,493 people in the state of, of Freudian slip, a state of California. We called it at 841. Is that about right? I, yeah, we, I wasn't took paying attention. Polls, yeah. polls closed about 8 o'clock. We, put, we call it 841. Done. <laughs> Done. 39 million votes counted. And Newsom, he's still in. Still in. Congratulations. Yeah. And still in position to run for president. Oh. You know, I spoke to a listener of this show on the phone recently, and they reminded me of the Andrew Hoffman's rules for election. Do you remember your own rule for election? <laughs> I do not, actually. I, you I don't? Will, but, well, yeah. let, let me remind you that this person reminded me of the Andrew Hoffman rule for election and how that they told their wife that uh, the Andrew Hoffman rules for election was in play and predicted the vice president. Mm. And... The Andrew Hoffman's rules for election is whoever, <laughs> the, yeah. whoever the most evil person is will be the one that is selected. Yes. And he was able to <laughs> tell his wife that Kamala Harris would be the VP. You know, even though she said, I believe Joe's accusers. I stand yep. with Joe's accusers. He's Joe's a racist. A racist. Yep. Yeah. He said all that. But... Couldn't beat Andrew Hoffman's rules to elections. The most <laughs> evil person will be elected or nominated in this case and was. Yeah. So, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, if you want to find a compromised slime ball, it's tough to do much better than Newsom. Uh, amen to that, brother. This person also said that they didn't really believe that these people were all involved with Epstein. They said maybe at the higher levels, but they didn't believe that they were. And I kind of chuckled to myself because I truly believe they each and every one are, were and are. Let's uh, let's hear from the actual 
president. Ah, who, still a puppet, that? but the actual oh, oh, president. Oh, okay. Uh, let's hear from Klaus Schwab about what the agenda is. This should probably be kept in mind um, going forward. Almost challenges uh, we are faced with at this present time. They are COVID, of course, climate change, inclusion, and here uh, I would uh, also particularly address gender parity. And finally, uh, the fourth industrial revolution, the new technologies, how well can we master them in order to make them serving humanity and not harming humanity? What I consider the four. So uh, can I just rabbit trail for just a minute? All right. So we've got COVID, Mm -hmm. climate change, Mm -hmm. inclusion slash gender parity. And the fourth industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind that everything you see happening in the media is to drive those four things forward. Conveniently, uh, all those require worldwide governance to mm. to deal with. That is interesting. Uh, I find it interesting that... Um he didn't mention the cyber. I, I wish I could talk. The cyber cyber pandemic. Um, I've been thinking a little bit about the cyber pandemic recently, and it's kind of interesting that the Q ten days of darkness would would dovetail nicely with a cyber pandemic. Another thing that would dovetail nicely with a cyber pandemic is shutting off the internet, all of it, completely. Because of a hack, you know, some sort of cyber pandemic. But then get this: this will this will curl your hair. Uh, but leave cable on. <laughs> uh, not sure that that's possible. You're not sure on the technical side, but imagine a world where just the cable news is getting out, and no one can Google it, look anything up, and the internet's all taken down. They call this the cyber pandemic. They've hacked the system. Ten days of darkness dovetails nicely with the Q situation where everybody from Q is just going to sit back and be like, let the good guys win this deal. Here we go. They're going to go in. They're going into the tunnels. They're going to save all the babies. Everything's going to be awesome. And then we come out of it and Klaus Schwab is king and the UN is invaded and we're in uh, a little bit worse situation than we were when we started. That's one that's one thing. The other thing that would that would follow that. And I've been thinking some crazy stuff because the 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 current situation really does kind of force us to really game out some pretty incredible things. Um, but I, I feel like it's good to talk about it, get this stuff out there. Um, but I think that things that we need to watch out for are the cyber pandemic where there is no Internet and whether or not TV will be there or even electricity at all will be interesting. Uh, and, to, and to kind of prepare yourself for that. Like to prepare yourself, your family, just see what you can do to make sure that if such and something like that happens, that you're ready. Uh, well, also been- I, I think it's easier. It's actually easier to cut off electricity over a wide area than to cut off the Internet. OK, well, you would know you're the network guy. So uh, electricity is also a, a pretty uh, substantial one. If you cut out all yeah. electricity, it's, you know, people no, tend I- to sit around and wait till the electricity comes back if it didn't uh based on the 
and I've seen a uh, plethora posts of different uh, iterations of are people crazy lately? Has anyone noticed that everybody's on edge? Have you, have you seen these posts? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, anybody, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and as, as, as we go further and further into this, it makes me think like, okay, so if that sort of stuff does happen, like how long would it take people to like, for lack of a better term, start eating each other <laughs> if yeah. there was no electricity? Uh, about a week. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean necessarily literally, but I mean like actually going to, you know, start, you know, taking other people's stuff and, and moving forward that way. So those are all things that they've floated and they've talked about. Okay. Here's the scary one. The scariest thing out of everything I've said, I think this is actually scarier. What they're going to do if they make any of those things happen. Okay. They're going to come back. They'll blame some, you know, combination of anti-vaxxers, 9-11 truthers, uh, Christians, what have you. Um, but what they're, the end goal is, ID 2020. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Bill Gates no, ID 2020 so that we can get everybody's identification secured so mm-hmm. we can see who everybody is online. And this this will be the end. Like you think taking the vax is the end. The, I mean, I'm with you. It's pretty close. But uh, one world digital currency is the end. That's yeah, pretty one single sign on. You just sign on as yourself to the entire internet so that everything you do is fully visible single sign-on that is draconian powers of which it's hard to even imagine at this point and i think that's Uh, their goal i i agree it's their goal very that's very difficult to implement too though i hope so hey i want to hear good news but i i want to game out in while i'm in not a horrible mood some of the more negative things I've been thinking so that we can talk about them on the show, because I yeah. think it helps people to actually, you know, voice these things or at least heard it talked about when they start to encounter it in the wild. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one direction. Uh, the other one is the, uh, you kind of t- sent me something earlier today that, that was uh, alluding to this, but it's the economic collapse. Mm-hmm. And we've been teetering on this forever. And I think that, Essentially, they just the music stops when they stop it, right? They they're just pumping more and more money into the system. (laughs) Yeah, and they can stop it when they want if if they can kind of keep. And it might blow up before they. Yeah, if they can keep all all these different things under control. Uh, Believe it or not, GameStop still is an issue. Um, Bitcoin and the cryptos and all the money going in and out of there that's probably being funded via larger institutions and 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 and. laundering money and escaping taxes back and forth um, people dumping their money into crypto uh, you know i got a buddy at work who's dumped a bunch of his money into different kinds of crypto some of them have you know quintupled in the last month or two i mean just you know crazy amounts of money being made there insane amount of people putting money in amc and gme uh, amc the movie stock and the GameStop stock um, whether or not any of that is ever going to take place, whether or not there will actually be a short squeeze where investors get paid, I'm, you know, I'm not holding my breath. It would be nice, but you know, though that I don't think they ever imagined, or maybe they did. Maybe they engineered this way ahead of time and thought we'll get the retailers to take down their own financial institution by destroying hedge funds from within. It doesn't seem like it, but it's possible. 
But they're teetering on uh, this situation getting out of control, as well as the repo market. And I'm not smart enough. Are you to or have you looked at this? The, the repo market is like over a billion dollars each day or even closer to a trillion. It, it's just it's getting it's getting kind of insane. We have inflation. We have all kinds of stuff coming at us. So once the economy collapses, um, there's some really messed up stuff going on. And that's like people being forced out of work, like a lot mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, we got 80 million people who are either going to submit or quit or be fired if this whole Biden, you know, uh, 100 100 employees and up have to uh, to take the vaccine or do testing. So that's going to push a majority of your uh, salt and light. I don't know. (laughs) You're the people who are going to object the conscientious objectors out of the workforce, which is. As you've told us several times, a feature, not a bug. They want yep. those people out, especially within the police ranks or the the uh, fire departments or whatever, so that they can kind of, you know, get that to be a national police force and people who just want to do a paycheck and who don't care about the vaccines and who will just, you know, carry out the orders that they're told to do. If all those things kind of take place, they force everybody out of work, their economy collapses, then the solution is the thing that was in the canadian leak document from a year and a half ago which was the great debt reset and so they take everybody's consumer debt and they wipe it out and you get a place to stay you'll be able to stay on whatever you know land you're already on you just got to sign this thing saying you'll obey and you'll take the vax and you'll you'll do what you need to do to get on to get along and it may be an incremental approach but those are the things i see those are the goals i see and I didn't mention the other one, which was the terrorist attack. We got kind of an imminent false flag terror attack. There's going to be some sort of a and I'll keep saying it. I'll say it every show we get on here. You know, it's been three days. Three, it's been three shows since we've had a false flag terror attack against a vaccine, you know, uh, 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 place where you get vaccines. What would it be? A vaccine location? Whatever. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some sort of crazy person who shoots up. He's, you know, he's going to be inevitably tied to the feds. And he's going to love, you know, to talk about QAnon and he's going to shoot up the anti-vax and say the vax is the mark of the beast. And then they're going to completely demonize those people. So any one of those three scenarios, I think, is what the goal is. And remember, they want all this stuff done by 2030. Um, And I so I thought I felt like, you know, we have some time or we can try and keep talking about this and see how far they can push it out. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of crazy just back, well, you know, six years ago, back in January, when the president <laughs> was censored from Twitter, everybody was mouth agape, couldn't believe that they could censor the president. Now we kind of take it for granted that, oh, yeah, yeah, you can't say vaccine on YouTube or you'll get deplatformed. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to a place now where you have to self-censor to keep yourself on these platforms because they, of course, you get taken down. We got a guy walking, you know, going around telling about, hey, my son died of myocarditis after I got the after he got the vaccine. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take that off of Facebook. We can't uh, can't have that there. Can't no. have your. Uh, it's, so we're according moving to the terms of service. Talking on YouTube too. If you are if you make a video saying I took the vaccine, here's the negative things that happened to me. Their argument is because it's FDA approved and the government says it's safe and effective, that did not happen to you and you are spreading misinformation. Anything bad about vaccines is misinformation. 
So it is time, ladies and gentlemen, to move away from these forms of, of yeah. uh, social media. Uh, and I've got actually a couple things you talked about there hit on this. Uh, I'll skip down to the, uh, what does a parallel society look like from Andrew Torba, the Gab guy? Okay. Um, I thought this was was pretty good. Uh, it says many of the people who received either one or two shots are beginning to wake up. They were told by the experts that they just needed to get the shot and things would get back to normal. Things are far from normal. Now they're being told that they will likely need to get multiple booster shots and even a pill to treat COVID-19. Thankfully, many of them are starting to take a stand and fight back. On September 10th, it was reported that a New York hospital is going to pause baby deliveries after a spate of resignations by maternity unit workers who refused to inject an experimental substance into their bodies. Over the weekend, I received a direct message from a NASA engineer who informed me that almost all the engineers here have all banded together and are forcing NASA admin to fire them, both vaccinated and unvaccinated alike. NASA is on a hiring freeze, so firing all these folks would essentially kill the Artemis mission. Hey, you know, spoiler alert, we're not actually going back to the moon. Okay, oh. Just throwing it out there. Oh, because of COVID? Uh, and now because of COVID, yeah. But, oh. uh, you know, I, don't, I hate to spoil the plot for you, but the Artemis mission was, was never actually going to happen. Because of the Van Allen belt? Or because of COVID? Because <laughs> of the dome, man. Because of the okay. firmament. Okay. can't get through the firmament. All right. <laughs> what have we become? <laughs> many, many people believe they were fully vaccinated after two shots. They trusted the system. They believe things would get back to normal. They took the shots, often reluctantly, with these things in mind, and they are quickly finding out that they've been lied to. Now they are preparing to be labeled unvaccinated again if they refuse to get yet another shot. Look at the bright side, though. Moderna's shares jumped 5% on the news that they revealed a new single-shot booster. Meanwhile, tens of, a million, tens of millions of Americans faced being fired, kicked out of school, removed from our military, refused medical care, and more, and more for having faith in the immune system God gave them to overcome a virus with a 99% survival rate for the overwhelming majority of the population. This all comes after pseudo-President Joe Biden declared war on 80 million, or likely way more, Americans who refused to participate in the biggest lab rat experiment in human history. I've been writing about concepts like the need for a parallel economy, a parallel internet, and a parallel society throughout all of 2021. But what does that actually look like? We are about to find out. If you've already been vaccinated, you can join those of us who have not been by refusing to get any of these booster shots. At some point, enough of us need to say enough of us is enough. The way this is going to work is even if you've received two shots already, they're going to group you in with the with us unvaccinated people because without the booster, you will no longer be fully vaccinated. So you might as well unite with the rest of us and start building something new. All of the best, most talented, and smartest people are critical thinkers. They are builders, doers. They are quickly leaving the existing system. What will be left is low-quality talent. The yes-men who will keep, who will shut up, do what they are told, and get their 15th booster shot to keep their job. My heart goes out to these people, but you all know exactly the type I'm talking about. The exist. Uh, let's see. The ex- existing system will begin to collapse under a sea of vaccinated talent shortages, incompetence, and woke political nonsense. Hospital won't, and already can't, find much-needed nursing talent. 
NASA missions will be aborted. Schools won't be able to find teachers. Businesses who are already having trouble filling open positions will be forced to compete with businesses who don't pry into your healthcare privacy. The society of obedient regime sheep will chug along for a while, but inevitably it will succumb under the weight of market forces from a growing new parallel society. Not so sure about that, but that's a hopeful way of looking at it. Companies without mandates will perform better and get all the best talent. Doctors will start private practices. Families will begin to homeschool their children. Blue states and major cities will see a mass exodus unlike anything in American history. All we have to do is say no and start building a new society for ourselves. We need to take control of our own destiny here and do what needs to be done to protect our families and preserve our values and indeed our own humanity. I believe that God has a plan, as he always does, for what is unfolding on a global scale today. Now more than ever, we must keep the faith and do as Christians have always done, survive and thrive. Do you think it was easy for the pilgrims to set out for a new land and start building from scratch? Of course not. But they did it and ended up creating the greatest country in the history of the world. Do you think it was easy for the first century Christians to spread the gospel? Of course not, but but today billions of Christians know that Christ is on the throne because of their work and sacrifice. In a lot of ways, we are the modern pilgrims of our time, seeking religious freedom and sovereignty to escape the rule of a tyrannical elite who, who hate us. Their blood runs in our veins, the spirit of their plight is in our hearts, and most importantly, their God is our God. We can and must do this. Force their hand. Band together with other like-minded people at your work and at your school and work to say, No. We will not comply. Then start your pilgrimage to a new parallel society where Jesus' king, family values matter, and freedom rings. To God be the glory from Andrew Torba. Okay. So, you know, I mean, I guess I could nitpick a few things in there, but I agree with the the general sentiment. Like, and he didn't say this, but. At some point, we have to stop trying to wrestle for control of the beast system. <laughs> like, that's not working Andrew, out for us, right? Andrew, if Christians would just get the political power. If they, if they, so, that really not working out for us. Oh. So, our only chance is to build something else. You know, stop complying with it. Stop playing by those rules. Stop voting harder. Stop giving money to politicians. And build something different. And maybe it won't be, uh, you know, you, you won't have as much money. You will be persecuted. It will be difficult. But, you know, at, at this point, it's like either die in a, go along and end up dying in a gulag or try to... Try something else. So, you know, that I'm in the try something else camp. Absolutely. I am I am as well. I think that uh yeah, all good all good points. You know, I've been thinking about that old uh that saying uh is it is Book of Revelation come come out of the the horror the horror of Babylon not the horror of Babylon, but come out of Babylon, my people. Come out of the machine. All right, good. So I'm well, that, I'm, I I'm trying. Quote. Yeah, but, uh, I don't believe that's an actual quote. But. Okay, I mean, let's look it up. Come out of. Is it not Babylon? Is it something else? Well, I kind of thought it was. Well, there's the verses about system. fleeing Jerusalem. 
No, I'm just saying. Uh, but in Revelation, on. talking about leaving Babylon. Um, the beast system. Come out of the beast system before it's too late. Uh, we we need we need Chris White to help us out here. Yeah. Oh well, came across JesusIsTheSavior.com. Not the. It's a, you, I'm sure you've been here. This is uh, quite the. Uh, you, you ever been here? No. JesusIsTheSavior.com. No. It's a it's a good web address. Yeah. No, no, it's good, but uh, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's. It's like, like a lot school. of text. Oh, yeah. Old, well, it's old school HTML. It's been here for a long time. Nice. So anyway, come out of the beast system. That's uh, kind of what uh, what I've been thinking lately. Come out of the beast system. And what does it look like to, to do that? Um, yep. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, so I'm we, in that camp, by the way, before we move any further on. And uh, we've had what? I'm going to say three, three different listeners. You know who you are. Email us to show us your your latest and greatest. You have to be vaxxed or you will be fired by dates. Mm. Most of them in the medical field. We wish all three of them uh, the best. And uh, anybody else who's out there dealing with it, I'm right there with you. You know, I'm going to be dealing with that soon, too. I don't know how long this whole mandate from the president is going to take to get down to the local levels. Any idea? Has there been a timeline on that or? Well, they're staggering it to try and, you know, basically just they they don't want a a one date one you know everybody stands up and fights on this occasion they don't want that so they'll you know different dates for because different, then they could we could really get an idea of how many people are resistant to this whole yeah alone. so the I I think what they'll do is they will. Um, you know they'll they'll approve some exemptions. They'll move dates back. They'll they'll move things around a little bit to try to keep the illusion going that oh you no it's just your problem. You're alone. <laughs> it's not 80 million other people plus you. Right. You no, know, it's it's just your your issue. And you know the problem with the exemptions and what have you. And if we've talked about it lots of times, but if you say, yes, you have the right to mandate it, but please give me an exemption, eventually they're just going to take away the exemption, whether that's initially or six months from now or a year from, you know, that's that's not a long-term solution. It's well, a battle worth it's a battle worth fighting. You can uh, use the vaccine fight it, but you know. exemption you can use the vaccine exemptions from school as an example. For instance, mm-hmm. in California, you have one medical exemption for, or excuse me, one exemption for uh, school vaccines, and that is medical. That's it. That's the only way. They got rid of the it. philosophical exemption. Hold on. They got rid of philosophical and religious. Yeah. So in, in California, you only have medical. In Washington State, they got rid of philosophical. They have religious <laughs> and medical. I didn't... <laughs> In Oklahoma, they still have philosophical, religious, and medical. Yeah, and when uh, when my daughter went to kindergarten, you know, in a in a private school, but we still had to do the yes the waiver. I checked all three boxes. So <laughs> you said you still have three boxes? Yeah, philosophical, 
I checked philosophical, religious, and medical. All three. <laughs> well, we're missing medical. We're missing philosophical up here. They took that out like a year or two ago. Yeah. So we're going the we're going the way of California in you know religious is next, whereas yeah. most of the other states. So that's interesting. Well, you know the thing about it, I'm starting to really realize that here on the left coast, you know, California, Oregon, and Washington, really got our stuff together. We know we know what's going on. We are supportive of our uh, of our leaders. We want them to continue to to rule us even harder so that we can behave, you know, pay higher taxes. Vote for the same people that hate us. You know what I mean? Like, we really got it down over here. It doesn't it's, feel like there's there's not. It's like, you know, remember the NBA for like th- three years? It was like, which iteration of Golden State versus LeBron James is going to happen this year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they kept saying there's no parody. You know, there's no parody in the NBA. It feels like no parody on the left coast, buddy. No, no parody. Just uh, just our our uh, CCP. Communist Party rulers, our uh, our governors, our governators. Guy gets recalled, doesn't even get recalled, just gets his teeth even whiter. Little demon, <laughs> little demon glimmer in his eye, a little little brighter. Yeah, just but keep, maybe maybe on. this politics thing is going to work for Canada though. You oh, know, it's it going to be so good, man. It, it didn't work with Trump. Out. It didn't work with with the governors and the local politics. It didn't didn't work here but maybe i'm sure canada canada's on the up and up right they'll just vote trudeau right out of there yeah you know? yeah and if they bit somebody else in he'll be different i bet like that other guy who wanted to do the same thing from the new yeah. democrat party yeah um doug ford who is the ontario uh, ontario canada premier and isn't he the brother of the crack smoking mayor yes. of uh, yeah. yeah rob ford toronto and rob Rob seemed like the real, like a real person, and this guy is just like the NWO clown, like clone. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's uh, just... from from LifeSite News, uh, his chief pollster, um, he polls citizens on support for their removing COVID nineteen nonconformists from their homes. He also asked if citizens if they back jailing those who spread disinformation about COVID nineteen. Ontario Premier Doug Ford's chief pollster recently asked Ontarians a series of questions about COVID-19 measures, including whether or not they would support the Ford government jailing, detaining, fining, and monitoring those dissenting from the mainstream COVID-19 narrative. Screenshots from campaign research of the polling questions, which were distributed widely by independent provincial member of parliament, uh, Randy Hiller, were initially leaked to No More Lockdowns Canada, an organization fighting against the tyrannical measures imposed on Canadians since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Pandemic in quotes. Uh, One of the questions asked Ontarians if they support or oppose the government suspending civil liberties and rights under the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms for the duration of the pandemic. Another question asked Ontarians if they support or oppose police being authorized to establish pedestrian checkpoints, and vehicle checkpoints in an effort to enforce compliance with COVID-19 measures. One of the more shocking questions was asking citizens if they support police and health officials being authorized to separate people by removing them from their homes and housing them somewhere else. With the follow-up question asking Ontarians if they support or oppose fining or jailing those who spread disinformation about COVID-19. According to the poll, examples of disinformation include 
questioning the existence or seriousness of COVID-19 and saying COVID-19 is just the flu. Hillier, who sent out the screenshots he received from the No More Lockdowns whistleblower, also included his thoughts and feelings about the province's newfound line of inquiry. Reading these were absolutely terrifying. Suspending civil rights and liberties, vehicle and pedestrian checkpoints, police removing people from their homes, jailing and fining those who hold dissenting opinions, Hillier asked. These are very serious and concerning questions the government is asking. Hillier, who has supported open and honest debate about COVID-19 measures and was even criminally charged for hosting a protest against them, also expressed frustration with the media and politicians who continue to refuse to engage with anyone who holds views that diverge, even in marginal ways, from official government opinion. The media and politicians have cast the narratives in the extremes. On one side, you are either a denier or conspiracy theorist, or you fall in the other category of virtuous and selfless. There is no middle ground. There is, in fact, no discussion, even though public policy demands debate and discussion in a free and democratic society. All right. Yeah. You get the idea there. Um, so there's, <laughs> once again, you will get the exact amount of tyranny that you put up with. So that goes, <laughs> that is the universal government system. It applies in Canada, the U S Europe, Africa, everywhere else. Yeah. So how did everybody vote? Yeah. Nope. yeah. <laughs> so I like the I like I, the checkpoints, but I just don't know about the taking people from their homes type. Of <laughs> yeah, the, the mandatory vaccine passports those should be fine, but I guess it could be a slippery slope to just being shoved in a ditch and shot in the back of the head. Wait a second. Yeah. If only there was like a recent event that we could look back to and say oh this is where things went wrong yeah and and before that event like if there was any like parallels to this event you know like destroying history and you know just you know othering people getting on t- national television and calling a certain group of people the problem hmm. it would be weird right like could you do you think you could do yeah th- i mean could, Kind of the only thing that's holding us back from that is that there is not the uh, young, engaging, talented politician to sell it all. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, they, they're, I mean, Joe Biden's he's doing his job, but he is not doing it well. <laughs> he's no Adolf Hitler, I'll tell you. He's no Adolf Hitler. He can't, you know, Joe, that's the new that's the, Joe Biden's new slogan. I'm Joe. I'm no Adolf Hitler. <laughs> but I'm trying to be. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Adolf Light. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know who I'm who I'm thinking could be that person? Who's that? Gavin Newsom. Ugh. I'm not saying he is talented in the least, but uh you know, I mean it, Compared to with Biden. I mean, I could lead the country better than Biden. <laughs> well, anyone could. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's I, not a- I asked someone who uh, hires employees like that's their job. You mm-hmm. know, I said, is there any position that you would hire <laughs> Joe Biden for? And he said, no, not a single one. <laughs> I said this to somebody at work the other day. I said, why is it we take people who are 78 years old? We take their their license away. 
Yeah, it shouldn't be allowed to drive. And they're unhirable in every major, you know, profession that exists. Yet, we're like, ah, keys to the kingdom. Give it a whirl. The only job Joe Biden could get hired at was a few years ago as a Walmart greeter when they had the life insurance policies out on their greeters and would just cash in every time they died off. So they would get people who were old and sick as possible and, and hire them. So, uh, that's, oh, I don't know why. Joe, Joe Biden, the Walmart greeter. That's a... I it's knew you were good, going to a good show art there. The Walmart <laughs> greeter, Joe Biden, the Walmart greeter. Yeah. Come on, man. Do you want a cart? <laughs> you don't want a cart? Come on, man. Hey, nice kid. Can I sniff her? <laughs> oh wow, she looks like she's 29 years old. <laughs> she's eight. Eight, Joe. She's eight. Wow. Ah, oh man. <laughs> Jeez. All right. My ADD has taken over the show. We are so right, out of let me, stories. You gotta get can back I, on Yeah, can I run through some stuff? Please. All right. Has everyone seen the New World Order clip from Australia? Every other show's played it. We should probably skip it. You think so? It It's short, though. I'll just play it. Put back in place, especially with reopening and people going back to pubs and stuff, because our exposure sites still, will they be put back in place to be listed once we are reopening? Because they're not at the moment. Um, we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. And yes, it will be pubs and clubs and other things if we have a positive case there. Our response may be differently, different if we know that people are fully vaccinated. So we're working through a number of those um, issues, but we will have to reflect and learn. Quarantine camps are not a reasonable and measured response. Yeah, yeah. N- new world order. It's a conspiracy theory. Nothing to see here. Uh Let's play the uh, Francis Collins clip. I just want to point out, and this, and I am totally guilty of this. The man is so boring that he gets he gets a huge pass. This is Fauci's boss. Like the idea that he is not to blame for all of this COVID nonsense. Also, it you know it's obviously absurd. I mean, if he if he wasn't in on it, he would stop it. And for some reason, no one bashes Francis Collins. I think it's just like, uh, well, you don't see him on TV as much as Fauci, but um, underratedly evil. So let's let's play him here. I hail I mean, hail Fauci, hail Collins. <laughs> I mean, Colin, hail Fauci sounds better than hail just, Collins. Yeah, hail Fauci, <laughs> hail Fauci. I want to say Ron DeSantis said something the other day that I felt um, encapsulated a line of thinking that has been uh, consistent throughout and has really caused massive havoc in this. Just real quick. um, There's no news here. I just wanted to point out the obvious for a moment. There's like platitudes upon platitudes about this person said that and this encapsulates this. It's no, yeah, this there's is no, there's no there's no reporting. It's this like, is on MSNBC. Uh, Chris Hayes talking to Francis Collins like Chris Hayes's ratings are so low that he doesn't even get Fauci anymore. He just gets Francis Collins to come talk. This country. And he said, look, if you get your decision about getting vaccinated doesn't affect me. It's basically like what what do you care one way or the other? And obviously, I think you and and the president and other people feel differently. Explain to me why this isn't simply an individual choice like, you know, 
what T-shirt you put on or, you know, what kind of music you like. Right. I'm glad to answer that. And, and th again, this is a place where I think freedom has gotten misinterpreted. Freedom is about rights, but it's also about responsibilities. We no. have a free country where we take care of each other when our actions might hurt somebody else. If you're unvaccinated and you are therefore much more likely to get infected with Delta and be asymptomatic, quite likely for a couple of days, you are spreading that around to, to others around you, including kids under 12 who can't be vaccinated. So it's not just about- And they won't die. You. For me, this is really an occasion to think about loving your neighbor, not just yourself. And that's what the president was trying to say. If we really want to get through this, we've got to figure out how those 80 million people who still haven't rolled up their sleeves can see this as an opportunity and a responsibility, not just about them. No, not Ooh. just about them. Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, we could pick that whole thing apart, but that's that's what's going out to the churches. I know. Um, Oregon has been offering like over 10 grand to pastors who are willing to uh, promote the vaccine. So there's a, uh, if you see your, your pastors passing along Francis Collins stuff and uh, saying, Oh, look at what Francis Collins says. He's a good Christian and you should take the vaccine. Love your neighbor. You know where this is coming from. This is, you know, you're, that your pastor is on the take for the government. Uh, not not exactly an ideal situation. Um, I just think you'll see those talking points elsewhere, even though they are patently one after the other false. But at some at some point, you know, it's we have to understand arguing the facts. <laughs> it's not about the facts. It's not that they actually think this vaccine is helping people. You know, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Sorry, and I don't want to sidetrack too quickly because there's some great stuff you just covered there, including wow, I, I love it when a uh, politician or uh, what what is this clown? What is he? Some government agent? Uh, some sort of a? He's the head of the NIH. Oh He's my gosh. Yeah. Priest class, priest class yeah. with a white coat guy. So yeah. priest. So For, I love when former the head class. of the former yeah. head of the Human Genome Project. Oh, cool! That sounds not China related at all. Yeah. Um. So I love when these people quote or use the Bible, like for their own terms. Like, yeah. It's I like like it just because uh, I you know <laughs> I want to talk about a dog whistle. I've read the Bible a few times, you know, listened to it, read it, you know, somewhat versed, somewhat versed in it. So when you call it out like that, it's a dog whistle. Oh, shoot. Hey, that's us. What's, what's he talking about there? That's what our guy said. Oh, love your neighbor. Just got to get the vax. Love your neighbor. Get the yeah, vax. Yeah, love, love your neighbor. Get the injection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that it's. A, a product manufactured and researched using uh, cells that were t uh, taken from an aborted baby. No, oh, don't worry about that. Fetuses, bro. Just fetuses. They don't matter. Yeah. Ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember them? What did they say about the uh, do whatever the government says? Yeah, do whatever the government says. That's what. That's the theme of the Bible. Do whatever yeah. the government says. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what they, you know, the Beatitudes just do what the government says, the end. My my buddy, the knucklehead himself, Peter, constantly doing whatever the government said. Yeah. (laughs) Hung upside down for listening to the government all the time. Yeah. So so this uh, this Twitter thread, uh, very along the lines of what we've already talked about, hopefully this is starting to be more widely understood. Because, and, you know, I don't know how long we've been talking about it, but the whole, like, defining unvaccinated up until two weeks oh. after the second vaccine Bro, allows, this- you, allows you to rig the statistics to to a level that's just unbelievable it's it's absolutely unbelievable it's the biggest conspiracy taking place right now yeah and i don't think it's even close this is it i mean i guess you got the recall election in in california is a big decent conspiracy but this this recalculating rejiggering of the numbers (laughs) redefining what yeah what what is vaccinated and fully vaccinated yeah I mean, they found a way to count the vaccine injured people's <laughs> injuries against, against you and I. Yes. Yep. And and people say you need the vaccine because of these vaccine injured people. Yeah. Okay. So there is one place where I would partake of the uh, the uh, the the bread of the masses, otherwise formerly known as uh, sports ball football, and uh, that will be the only place where I would watch it. Would be. Come on, Andrew, you got this. No. Work. Oh, work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, just, it's at work. Just turn on the TV. It's at work. We're just, we're, I'm supposed to be just work. Work. So anyway, so I went to go put on the, to the TV to the to the footballs because of work, and then I put it on early, and now ESPN has lost Monday Night Football. Thank the good Lord. And now it's on ABC, which is essentially the same, same. But – I had to put it on 20 minutes early, and they proceeded to show emergency rooms full. Some clowns stand there saying 95% of all these people are unvaccinated. Mm. Unbelievable. Like, just bold-faced lie. It yeah. just – and it, it's, it's – I don't, I don't believe it, – it's working. People, people don't understand, right? I, yeah. I, uh, I told someone recently this was the game, someone who was unvaxxed. Yep. And uh, they couldn't believe it. Like they're just like that's that's crazy. I had no idea that's what's going on. So let me let me read through this, and you know it's not verified or whatever, but this rings a hundred percent true to me. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, thread a little epiphany about the pandemic. So I've mentioned on here several times. This comes from the Liberty Liberty Savage at Axel Savage for Twitter account. So I've mentioned on here multiple times that my wife's a nurse at a hospital. Last night, she worked an extra shift in the emergency room, which is not her regular department. She found out how they are getting away with claiming there's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. While dealing with a patient who came in exhibiting symptoms of myocarditis, a FT, I don't know what FT stands for. Probably should. Uh, Emergency room nurse conveyed some very interesting information to my wife. Apparently, all patients are asked whether or not they received the COVID-19 vax, no matter what issue it is that brought them into the ER. 
If the patient received the vax less than 14 days prior, they are recorded as unvaxed. The story the nurses are being given is that this is done because the vax takes 14 days to start working. The FTER nurse my wife talked to last night has a different theory. It has been her observation that most patients coming in with what appears to be vaccine injuries are coming in within 72 hours of receiving the jab. By recording these patients as unvaxxed, they can do a few things. One, they can claim those vax injuries are a result of COVID and not the shot. Two, they can bury the vaccine injury. Three, they get to claim there's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It also turns out that nurses are being required to sign non-disclosure agreements promising not to publicly discuss any procedures dealing with COVID-19. My wife refused to sign this agreement and she's awaiting possible retaliatory response from upper management. But she says that the ER nurses at her hospital are mostly very closed-lipped about all this. These nurses are in fear for their jobs and have been very effectively intimidated. We need nurses across the country to start talking about all this openly, as I'm sure a little hospital is not the only place this is occurring. So this is a big part of it. And there are nurses speaking out. You know, they're right away. They're, they're ignored as much as possible. You know, you have to go on Stu Peters. You don't get to go on the evening national news to tell your story. Uh, the same same hero suddenly becomes just someone that's crazy because they're saying bad things about vaccines. Uh, but I, you know, to me, this is a hundred percent how they're doing it. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's troubling. Like yeah. I talked about enormous line for the COVID test in Seattle just the other mm-hmm. day. Um, I don't know if I talked about it on the show last week, but it, yep. it was, it was intense. It was a crazy, crazy line. And I start to think, well, this is what's going on there. And then this also dovetails into the other biggest and most important question that's not being asked right now. How many times has it hit the hit the front pages that some crappy nurses somewhere, are, you know, just so against the mandate that they're closing down hospitals, baby deliveries are being delayed. And this just keeps happening. They're prepping us for not enough hospitals understaffed. But right. They keep we, we're using, gonna have to ration care, right? Which is basically a death panel. We are, but they keep using that over and over and over again. But what no one is asking, the very, very clear, very obvious question is, why are nurses refusing the vaccine? Yeah. Why? Yeah, these are not anti-vax people. They've been nurses have been given the most propaganda on vaccines are good, vaccines are you know. But they're the ones who actually give the vaccine. And so when you when you give someone a vaccine and then you find out that they died three days later or had a reaction 15 minutes later or, you know, what have you. You should start to question what's going on. And many of them. Um, and also they had their coworkers, or they themselves were vaccinated or, you know, Word gets around like, oh, this nurse, that nurse and that nurse who got injected with the COVID-19 vaccine are all out, you know, because they're of terrible effects from the vaccine. This is and this is, you know, every every industry out there. If you've got coworkers getting the vaccine, you probably know someone who's had a either uh, died from the vaccine or 
very seriously injured, like unable to work for days, weeks, you know, sometimes permanently disabled. So it's amazing that they're able to just go with the the bald face, like you said, the bald faced lie that this is mainly affecting unvaccinated people. You're better protected if you're vaccinated. <laughs> when the the reality is, it's it's 180 degrees from that. I mean, it's the propaganda, the hypnosis, whatever you want to call it, uh, is is really something to behold. It is. It's, but it's just it's also horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's 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 on it's unsettling. So, and just in case you're you thinking, ah, you know, Pfizer, reputable company, let's play this flashback story. Um, this is a story from CNN on Pfizer, and it you know two things. Both this information about Pfizer is is very interesting, but also. CNN used to do reports like this. <laughs> I mean, this is compare this clip to anything. You can pick anything you want that's on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, any, you know, any cable news, any network news today and compare like, does this happen anymore? Do you see negative stories about pharmaceutical companies? Because I don't think you do. Just it. That's the oh, you, if you you've already got that pulled up, so we could play like the first 15, 20 seconds. This kid is a uh, collegiate golfer who the mild carditis has him in myocarditis has him in the hospital. <laughs> he won't be able to play uh, his senior season, and I guess they haven't broken the news that you know it's a his five year the odds. He's going to die within the next five years, about 20% with that mild myocarditis. So we'll, we'll see if he has any, any regrets about taking the shot. I am in the hospital right now with heart complications from the COVID-19 vaccine. And I want to inform as many people as I can about the risks from taking the vaccine that I wish someone would have told me. So I am a Division One student athlete with no prior health issues. And I got the second COVID shot Tuesday, and within four days, I have been diagnosed with myocarditis and was told that I probably won't be able to play my senior season now. Yeah. So th- this this poor guy, and, you know, hey, there's plenty of fat golfers out there. This kid is not. He is a healthy-looking yeah. kid who... Uh, you know, looks like he could play at sports other than golf, which, you know, not all of us can. But um, so basically, in other words, his risk from COVID virtually zero. You know, right. It, even if you want to somehow, after all that, you know, accept that the vaccines might prevent COVID, which I, I don't accept any of that. But there's just no justification for this guy getting this vaccine at all other than the mandate. And that's what he said. Well, you know, I had to do it. Uh, the NCAA is requiring it. School's requiring it. And I'm, you know, 
golf, not exactly a uh, demanding cardiovascular sport. It's not something they they usually are like, oh, we got to check and make sure your heart's in good shape to be able to handle golf. <laughs> so also, this not is, something where you're going to be in close proximity to other people and catch something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so this, this poor guy. But the, the one I wanted to get to, the CNN report, a um, little further down, it says flashback CNN story on Pfizer. You look at this thing, and I mean, if Pfizer is too big to fail, and even the biggest fine in history is just a few months' profit, then what's going to stop it from illegally promoting other drugs? Glenn DeMott was a sales rep in Columbus, Ohio, and would later collect reward money that the federal government gives whistleblowers. Just as giant banks on Wall Street were considered too big to fail, Pfizer was considered too big to nail. Why? Because a company convicted of major fraud would automatically be kicked out of Medicare and Medicaid. Pfizer would no longer be allowed to bill any federal health programs for any of its products. It would be a corporate death sentence. Since shutting down Pfizer was unthinkable, Pfizer and the feds cut a deal. And here's how they did it. Pfizer, located here in New York, owns a company named Pharmacia Corporation which owns another company called Pharmacia and Upjohn LLC, which owns Pharmacia and Upjohn Company LLC, which in turn owns Pharmacia and Upjohn Company Incorporated. And what does Pharmacia and Upjohn Company Incorporated do? Nothing. It's a shell created to be a legal shield for Pfizer. In other words, if Pfizer was at risk of being convicted, the shell company would take the hit. Think of it as the great, great grandson of the parent company. Birthday, March 27, 2007. Just in time to plead guilty in a kickback case against a company Pfizer had acquired a few years earlier. With that conviction, Pharmacia and Upjohn Company Incorporated, which had never sold so much as a single pill, was excluded from Medicare. Two years later, when Pfizer was in trouble with Bextra, Pharmacia and Upjohn Company Incorporated, the shell company, stepped up again and pleaded guilty. It was like having an imaginary friend, an imaginary bad guy, to take the rap. And Pfizer, too big to nail, is still doing business with the federal government. Did the punishment fit the crime? Pfizer says yes. It paid nearly $1.2 billion in a criminal fine for Bextra, the largest fine ever. It paid a billion dollars more to settle civil suits, although it denies wrongdoing on allegations it illegally promoted 12 other drugs. In all, Pfizer lost the equivalent of three months' profit. Wow. Cost of doing business. <laughs> oh, and it's a, That's, you know, those, you know, those numbers even more trivial now it oh, was yeah. three months profit back then what is it like three days profit for them oh yeah this reminds me remember when we ch- we studied the uh the whole uh chase scam where yes. chase was yeah chase got taken down and then you know end up doing cost of doing business fine slap on the wrist yeah and they well chase didn't get taken down no they didn't they, they had but they got fined for just you know cost of doing business like if, 
Uh, are you talking about the drug dealing one or the other? <laughs> Who knows? I don't even remember. But there was, there was a drug dealing one. Chase was also involved in WAMU and the, that whole ordeal. Right. The the WAMU thing where WAMU was probably the healthier bank. And yes. they they take the fall for yep. and and kind of inverted bail out the <laughs> the bigger, more evil bank. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, it, yeah, but, you know, an actual like news report with that negative is information on Pfizer from CNN. Like it's at a certain at a certain level, I do agree, like the propaganda has been going for a long time. I mean, this is not something new, but the level certainly has has changed. Well, I mean, fascism really is allowing the, the government uh, or the corporations, the court. So it's like a corporate fascism, liberal fascism, yeah. where you let the corporations kind of do the the bidding. Does, uh, the government can't mandate, but let's do this. Does anyone think that Pfizer fears the FDA at this point? <laughs> like Pfizer tells the FDA what to do and they do it. That's it. You know, there's no like show me the point in the last you know 18 months with COVID where the FDA did something that Pfizer didn't want them to do you can't point it out to me it it doesn't exist so it's like we talked about the even the um approval slash extension of the emergency use authorization for the the version they actually give out and they fully approve the one that doesn't you know isn't available in the u.s all all that nonsense this is pfizer (laughs) pushing this like okay here's what you do here's how we avoid liability um and have as few rules and regulations as possible and the fda just like oh yeah yeah sounds good you know we might have to we might have to slap a fine on you at some point just like and um this is another thing that uh was it I believe it was Canary Cry talked to it was either Canary Cry or Propaganda Report. They talked about where all those uh, pharmaceutical company and other big company fines go to. Because I kind of thought they went to the government, right? Right. It, is that what your understanding was? Yeah, yeah. So, what what starting with the Obama administration? Oh no, this was no agenda for sure. The, was it if, no agenda? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh. All right. So people have probably heard it, but it no, it's it's worth ahead. it's worth Say pointing it. out that uh, they went to them and said like, okay, you owe a billion dollars. You have to pay a billion dollars. But uh, if you make a um, five hundred million dollar donation to this charity or these, you know, split it up among these three charities, whatever. Uh, we will count that $500 million donation as the full billion dollar fine. And you can say, um, you know, you can just act like it's a donation out of the goodness of your heart. So this is how those, that's where those corporate fines go to. And also how the government is, uh, back channeling to quote charitable organizations that they support because it's all the you know Black Lives Matter, George Soros run stuff. Dr. Scott Gottlieb, 
Gottlieb. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, well, he was the FDA commissioner from under under Trump, Trump from yeah. 2017 till April of 2019. He is presently a resident fellow at a conservative think tank, American Enterprise Institute, partner in the venture capital firm New Enterprise Associates, and a board member of the drug maker Pfizer Incorporated. Member of the board of drug uh, of directors, <laughs> member of the board of directors for Illumina Inc. And a contributor to the cable financial news network CNBC, a frequent guest on CBS's Face the Nation. He is the author of a forthcoming book, Uncontrolled Speed, on the COVID-19 pandemic and the national security vulnerabilities it revealed. Uh, yeah. Before becoming FDA commissioner, he was a clinical assistant professor at New York School of Medicine, the FDA deputy commissioner for medical and scientific affairs, and a venture partner with New Enterprise Associates. A member of the policy board of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a senior official at the Centers for Medical Medicaid Services, and a member of the Federal Health Technology Policy Committee, which advises the United States Department of Health and Human Services on healthcare information. He was uh, previously a resident fellow from at AE from 2007 to 2017, AEI, prior to joining the FDA, uh, prior to joining the FDA as commissioner in May of 2017. Cool, 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 yeah. Seems good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Revolving door. Seems and, good. And what do you know? The and you know we could go through all these, all these people like the, if. The only thing worse than like putting your faith in voting is putting your faith in the unelected bureaucrats there. You know, it's a, <laughs> oh, they, we need more regulation. We need government to fix this and keep these companies on the up and up. Yeah, good, good luck with that. Yeah, I just, I just can't wait till the, the, uh, oh gosh, I, I messed this up. The, what was the Q report where all everybody was waiting for? What was this? The thousands of sealed indictments. Yeah, the, was, uh, dude. Uh, Durham report. The yeah, Durham report. Uh, oh, any day now, guys. Any day. The Durham, Durham report. report's going to come out. All the bad guys go to jail. Yeah. 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 Trump's still the president. Well, I. I don't want to go all dark here. Should we do some uh, possible good things you can do? Well, let's ju- let's jump. Let's thank some producers real quick. Okay, and then we'll talk. We'll, I promise some happier things. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening to the show, and uh, we especially want to thank uh, three people today for producing this episode. Um, each week we, we try to bring you a new show, try to bring you a new slant, try to talk about the stuff that maybe you're, you're gonna, not going to see elsewhere and uh, give our opinion on said stuff. And uh, we've been doing it since 2011, never taken one single ad, uh, even though there was a gentleman who pitched us an idea for a cover clamp that would keep your spouse from stealing the covers from you while you were in bed. We had, we had a, a specific guy pitch that idea to us. We never we never took his sponsorship. We never I, took any I money. I believe from. you might be misremembering that a little bit. I believe oh, you we, think so? we begged for the cover clamp sponsorship. Not only was it rejected, but Chris White, oh the my inventor gosh. of the cover clamp, never no. even sent me a free cover clamp. Oh my goodness! It's like, oh. This is an awkward moment. Yeah, it really is. I, so, I mean, we 
you know, believe it or not, we haven't had advertisers lining up at the door. But it is true that we have never had a single advertisement. That is true, right? Yeah. And. <laughs> oh, is the cover man. clamp still available? It is available. Oh. Ah, no, I'm not seeing it. Just not seeing it. Hmm. No, that's not it. Unfortunate. All right. Let's get back. Let's thank the people that donated. We're still looking for some some better terminology, some more appropriate terminology here. Well, and uh, Danny has to figure out what that terminology is going to be. He says he's not creative enough. So we got to figure out once he hits $1,000 as a producer, having donated $1,000 or more, what his title is going to be. And you've already you've already put the axe on the Canary Cry route where we just copy Dames and Knights. That's, that's yeah, not happening. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not no. doing that. No. So we got to figure out what we are doing. I remember Dr. Future referred to our listeners as the Revelators, but I don't, I don't feel like that's a, a title to aspire to once you donate that much money. But anyway, uh, we do want to thank, of course, my favorite, Danny the, uh, the Idiot <laughs> from Medford, Oregon, um, who is awesome, supports this show every week with $50 or more. And uh, we greatly appreciate him. Also, this week, we also want to thank uh, Timothy. And Timothy writes us from Oklahoma City. Very interesting locations for this week's donation. Yeah. We have we have Timothy from Oklahoma City. <laughs> we have uh, Danny from Medford, Oregon. And then, of course, a uh, longtime fan favorite, Kyle, from right here in Kent, Washington. And Kyle came in with a big donation of $150, so we greatly appreciate that. Oregon, Washington, and Oklahoma. Interesting. That's I thought it was interesting interesting list of uh of things so anyway i um i want to thank all those people for donating to the show i want to thank them for uh just keeping the show going keeping the the pirate ship going keeping the uh the ability for us to get on here and ramble on about stuff that we're not supposed to be talking about and uh, hopefully it's helpful to you guys if it is you know send in some stories help us to get some more information out there produce the show by sending in some money we'll be sure to mark you as a producer so producers of the show 244 danny timothy and kyle from oregon oklahoma and washington thank you very much for your donations and uh yeah and if you want to donate please go to revelationsradionews.com uh, backslash support and right there you can kind of donate to the show and help out with uh, just value for value. If you think the show is worth $5 a week, then you can subscribe for $5 a week. If you think it's worth $5 a month, if you think it's worth $10 a month, if you think it's, you can do all those sort of numbers things. And uh, right now, if you go to the, to the, uh, and donate for the first time, every donation over $25 equals a copy of Andrew Hoffman's book, The New World Order and the Eugenics Wars, A Christian Perspective. Uh, you can always just go to eugenicswars.com and that'll take you right to our donation page. Um, thank you, everybody out there, for uh, listening. And for those of you that are supporting, we do thank you. It seems like it's a smaller amount of people that are supporting, but we do greatly appreciate you guys. Nobody from the P.O. box today, so no no snail mm-hmm. mail donations, but uh, we'll keep it uh, we'll keep it rolling. You got anything for could, me, Andrew? Yeah, could you scroll up the page? I want to apologize to a couple people for uh being late with their book i don't know when we got their address information i think it's maybe like up the page tim karen 
in the Netherlands. Your book is now on its way, and I apologize. It was not on its way until now. I didn't realize that we had your address in there. And uh, Ashley in Kentucky, your book is now on its way. Again, sorry for the delay. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Did you... uh did you have a did you uh, have a talk? Did I have a talk? Yeah, just talk to the to the back the back office a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. There's you know, the vaccine mandate has been tough on our staff. So okay. so we've had to downsize. So oh, okay. So yeah. did, you, did you so just they did okay. <laughs> so you just you just you just I yeah I I have no no patience for that sort of thing so <laughs> okay well, and, and I I I do say I I also wanted to say thank you for listening like if you listen to this podcast we really do appreciate that um, everybody's always asking for money and you know your your time but spending it listening to our little podcast. When you could be listening to something else, uh, we do appreciate that. So, absolutely, that's a great, great, great point, Andrew. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, also, if you don't mind out there, the best way I think you could produce the show this week is by praying for the Hoffman household and the Kilkenny household. There are a few things afoot that we won't get into now, but we could uh, we could use some prayers. So. Yeah. That would be the best way to produce the show for the upcoming week. So if you get a chance, bow your head, say a little, say a little something for the, uh, for the two houses up here in the, uh, on the left coast. Yep. Amen to that. Where to next? I was just, I was just looking at our current, uh, FDA guy, Steven Zahn, just trying to see what drug company he works for. Wait, is he the new, is he actually nominated? No, he he. I think he's out. Trump administration blockaded. Da, da, da. Oh, so he he filled in after Gottlieb, but then right because right now it's Janet Woodcock, right? Yeah. And well, she's the I... interim, and it's been announced she's not going to get the full time job, and we're supposed to believe it's because oh, you know, whatever. She'll be so sad, and I'm sure she'll be so sad right until she takes that. $20 million a year job with whatever pharmaceutical company is assigned with paying her off. So, yeah. Yeah. Hydroxychloroquine was uh, Han's big uh, claim to fame. He was, he was able to put a stop to that crazy chloroquine. Oh, the cre- all right. Kind of crazy. Kind of, kind of, uh, how do I put this? Kind of uh, ironic that the, uh, the knock on the old hydroxychloroquine was it gave you, Heart problems. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. No, it couldn't possibly be the spike protein that was involved with the COVID bioweapon causing heart problems, but I think it's so, pathetic that you're pumping synthetic right. proteins in every person in society. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about? What's going on? All right, so so prions, prions, spike proteins, bad things. Yep. Uh, guess what 
Oh, this is the Andrew scares the crap out of Tim and all the listeners. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going deep into it. If you want to, if you want. I've spoken, to, I've spoken to listeners and they do refer to it as that time. Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just say if you want, if you haven't been scared enough, you can go to prions.rip uh, slash prion dash info. But prions.rip will probably do it for you. And Adam Gartner of Very Virology on on Twitter, he's looking into it. But he says UVB light at 290 nanometers, which reaches your surface from the sun, appears to disable the prion protein. This may mean that the risk of outdoor prion fomite transmission is nil. And it comes, he's saying, he's referring to a study UV light exposed prion protein fails to form amyloid fibril formation. Okay. So this is a a news flash. Sunlight is good for you. Ah, that's great. And if you're outside, you know, whether you call it COVID or whether you call it prion disease or whatever, uh, if you're outside, you probably don't have to to worry about it. Um, There's a reason why. The COVID bioweapon doesn't spread very well in outdoor spaces. So, what, what so, about the uh, the schools down the street from my house with all the kids on the playground with masks on? Yeah. So, so the no, no, are they protected from the crime? Uh, so, could they take their masks off? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. Question. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say yes on that. But the okay. the reason for the mask, if you're wondering they, why the mask, because people would they, kill, would they kill their grandparents if they well, pe- well. It's really tough to get kids sick, and it's even tougher if you don't make them wear a mask, okay? Ah. And you just let them like ex- like let the body work the way God intends, and let them breathe out toxins, and let we've, we've everything function as it should. So if we put a we've, dirty mask on their face and make sure and inhibit some of that, we can make them sicker. So that's that's oh. why kids wear masks. Tim. RSV. Right. Yeah. So, Respiratory virus syndrome. If you uh, thought RBS. masks were pointless, they're not pointless. They're they're trying to make your child sick. That's why they're asking them to wear a mask. I believe we so. talked about we talked about the age of my youngest child. Recently, found her eating dirt, so that was good. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine a person, not me, who was scared of everything, stumbling onto the child eating dirt. What would they yeah. do? They would freak out, like mouthwash their like. What do you do? What do you do at that point? You're eating dirt. What if there was COVID in the dirt, Andrew? Do you think it's possible? <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's that good ivermectin dirt. Oh, that good old – or maybe it's diatomaceous earth. You never even know. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. my daughter stumbled onto a gold mine in the backyard. Yeah. As long as there wasn't a lot of dirt consumption, she's she'll be fine. Yeah. I, I intervened. We're, we're, we're fine. All right. So – a good resource. Um, oh, let's see. Let me look at what I put here. Uh, Jennifer Depew. I might be saying her last name wrong. So, uh, transcendingsquare.com. Don't know about that name or what it means, but anyway, transcendingsquare.com. She's a, a supplement type person, natural health person. Uh-huh. And has done some good research. I found an old article that she posted about 
artemisinin, which we've talked about on our podcast. Uh, we heard about from Chris White. Uh, and she says that's good. And then a different at- extract of wormwood, Arte annuin B, may be a more effective antiviral and anti inflammatory even than artemisinin is. Uh, while the artemisinin may help with the chronic anemia of inflammation type iron overload problem, which may occur with COVID-19 recovery or when the illness is severe. So both are, are good. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Arte annuin B. I've not tried that one out. But she she posted uh, some good information today. And I she specializes in autoimmune disease, autism spectrum disorders, and genetic defects that can cause nutrient deficiencies. So that's uh, she posted some stuff from Dr. Fleming. We've talked about him on the on the podcast before. Right. Uh, he's got some new stuff out as well that people should check out. Um, but she says this is you know just cr- a crazy idea here. All right. Detox, not overeating, water, exercise, good sleep, eating good clean food, all may help remove cellular debris like a chimeric spike protein or reduce inflammation. What? What a crazy idea. Like like doing things to make your body healthier might might prevent this bio weapon from damaging you crazy idea so that's she's got a whole list of nutrients cofactors uh but at some level it comes back to eating organic food getting some sunlight getting some exercise and and trying to be at peace with the at peace with things to and only worrying about the things that we can do something about Absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'm in pretty good shape right now. I started back in April, March or April to really just whip myself into shape. And uh, yeah, it feels good. If if this is going to be a health, you know, they're trying to scare the crap out of us or, you know, get us going with our health. I think it's going to benefit everybody to be healthy. Yeah. So. And I think it's pretty clear at this point, you know, we had the kind of the fake pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, there's a lot of people in real life testing positive, whatever that means, you know. Right. They're they're hitting us hard with this, what I think is a bioweapon, is designed, you know, it's being injected and spread through the vaccine. It's being spread probably other ways, chemtrails, everything else. They're trying to make you sick. And... You know, do what you can, but also kind of, a, I guess, appreciate <laughs> uh, appreciate the life that we have. Don't forget to, you know, hug your kids and live a life of gratitude. Yes. Yeah. So. Yep. Live Maybe. a life of gratitude. Almost like we're supposed to thank God for our daily bread and, yep. uh, you know, move forward. So anyway, so another hopefully helpful resource to people out there um, that'll be in the, the show notes too. Uh, there's still, you know, my 
Niacin Cure's COVID guy has been banned from Twitter, even in all his aliases. But uh, niacincurescovid.com, another site if you want to see that information. And pomegranate. Pomegranate, which they ate in Bible times. Actually really good for you, even against the modern bioweapons. So. Very good, very good. Um. I have a couple things in my folder, and I think that's it. We can wrap up the show, maybe a shorter one today. Um, I thought this, and I sent this to you, and it was just a hefty piece of propaganda, but from election to COVID, 9-11 conspiracies cast a long shadow. <laughs> yes, and just, it was. Yeah, Corey Rowe served tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, returned to the U.S. in 2004, traumatized and disillusioned. Um, his experience overseas and nagging questions about September 11th convinced, convinced him America's leaders were lying about what happened on that day as the wars followed. The result was loose change. A documentary, so Roe, uh, resulted in loose change. So this guy was like freaked out and then boom, Jason Burmis made it. It was a direct result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't even mention Burmis at all, do they? Oh, no. He produced Did they go this whole so- article without talking about Jason Burmis? Probably. Let's do that. Yeah, I think that's. Yep. Nothing. They, yeah. So. No, anyway. it, it, that article should be read just because that is not, you know, that's the high level propaganda where it doesn't come across as just the mocking, like, oh, these people are idiots. It's like, oh, we're trying to be sympathetic because this guy understands that. He was totally wrong, even though he never says he was totally wrong. He understands it, and he's just trying to live his life. And we should probably, you know, let him get on with life and just admit that obviously 9/11 wasn't an inside job, and uh, you know, it's just an Alex Jones thing, and somehow Alex Jones's fault because um, he co-produced Loose Change, Final Cut, and we won't talk about the fact that Alex Jones was talking about this being an inside job day one and even before 9-11 saying they were going to stage a terror attack and blame it on Osama bin Laden or that William Cooper said they were going to stage a terror attack and blame it on Osama bin Laden. We won't mention any of that. It's just kind of vague, like human interest. Oh, he's not that bad of a guy and he just accidentally made a really viral documentary. And yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, and then I thought this was kind of within the same vein. Bitcoin bull Michael Novogratz compares crypto zealots to anti-vaxxers. <laughs> says GameStop fans also show the same conviction. So people who see flaws in the system and want to exploit them or point them out to the rest of uh, humanity. All the same, you know, anti-vaxxers, crypto zealots and GameStop fans. That same dangerous conviction, blind devotion, he calls it. Yeah, so like 9-11 truthers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This was, uh, I don't know if this is necessarily good news, but this is noteworthy news. Uh, News outlet gets an unexpected response after requesting testimonials on COVID deaths. Oh, yes. Yes. A local ABC news (laughs) station out of Detroit got more than they bargained for when they asked testimonials on Facebook about how about the vaccines last weekend. On Thursday, Joe Biden announced his plan, blah, blah, blah. In an effort to promote them, WXYZ TV, is that for real? WXYZ Channel uh, (laughs) 7 
shared a photo of medical professionals caring for a patient on Friday and asked for stories about people who died of COVID after refusing to get vaccinated. After the vaccines were available to anyone, to everyone, did you lose an unvaccinated loved one to COVID-19? If you're willing to share your story, please DM us your contact information. We may reach out to you for a story we're working on. Did you have a family member die? Would you like to talk about it on the news? (laughs) This Facebook post was literally, I mean, what do they expect? Idiots. This Facebook post was literally flooded with testimonials in over 24,000 comments, but it wasn't what the news outlet had bargained for. People Mm. are writing about their loved ones either dying or suffering severe reactions from the vaccine. Below is just a sampling of the comments that are poured in from the Facebook posts. Ryan, no, but I lost a vaccinated one. What about my kids who lost their, uh, Jennifer, what about my kids who lost their father after he got the jab? How about those stories? He was a doctor. Amy. We lost my father-in-law in in July 2020, not due to COVID, but due to preventable illness that was not treated because he was so terrified of COVID he hid in his house. Will you do a story on that? Tanya, I know someone who had a heart attack after the first dose and isn't getting the second. I know someone who died from the vaccine. Let's tell those stories. Gretchen, the VA in Palo Alto gave my father the third booster. What the heck? Three? He's wobbly and slurring his words and can't find words to communicate, etc. He's like a toddler. What is in those vials? Heather, I have two different friends where their sons were vaccinated with Moderna and one was paralyzed for 18 hours. The other one is having paralysis on his face and liver problems. I know Kelly, I know of a household that got vaccinated in two weeks. At least two died from COVID happened in, in North Carolina. Alicia, my dad passed away three months after his second shot. And on and on and on. So you get the point, but and, uh, it was noteworthy that somebody came out and was like, hey, what do you guys think? And as we, you know, to tie it back to what we talked about earlier in this episode, all most of those reactions, like the negative vaccine reactions, happen pretty quickly after the vaccine. And instead of the obvious conclusion that, it's related to the vaccine. That's why it's happening in close proximity. Oh, no. This just gets gets written down, gets recorded as stuff not, that has happened to unvaccinated people. Not fully and vaccinated. as a reason that you need to get vaccinated because, you know, you could die. You know, if you're unvaccinated, you could die, which is a true statement. If Absolutely. you're unvaccinated, you could die. Just like. But, hey, guess what? (laughs) Your odds of uh, dying go up when you get the vaccine. They don't go down. Your odds of dying are actually pretty substantial anyway. Yeah. In general. And this is another story I found, which is not really a story, but it's from clinicaltrials.org. But it shows this is uh, for the Pfizer uh, SARS-CoV-2 infection COVID-19 vaccine quote-unquote, gene therapy. Actual start study date was April 29th, 2020. Estimated primary completion date, May 2nd of 2023. So we shall know someday how safe this thing is. Is it still part of a study right now? My last one. It's Yes, but they will be able to say, well, it's not not the gold standard of studies because there was no control group. Ah, yes. (laughs) True. My last story for today will just be, this. have you ever been to the Snap world map? And have I talked about this on the show? No. No and okay. no. Okay, cool. This is the Snap world map. I encourage you to open up the folder if you can. Click on the uh, link 
brings you to a Reddit post, and you can actually just click on uh, the very first link in the Reddit post. And this is a, uh, and I'll throw this link in the show notes. This is map.snapchat.com. And you can actually just browse the map even without an account. And it's a map of the whole world, and you can click in on stuff anywhere in the world and see what's going on. So you identified this last year, and I've been thinking about it a lot. All of these COVID stories are always something bad happening somewhere else. Right. And not really necessarily verifiable. This allows us to really verify. Let's see how bad things really are in Dressed up as a as a dinosaur on the beach, wearing a mask. It's just interesting, right? Because you hear all these places where there's nothing but murder and mayhem and police state and everything else. And you can actually different places around the world where people are filming stuff and uploading it, and you can see yeah. what's actually happening in some places on the ground. Yeah, we we talked about Idaho being an example of that, where. It was trending on Twitter, and it was all either media stories about how everyone was dying of COVID or real people tweets of like, hey, check out this awesome day I had at the park. Right. Yeah. I think there's, you know, beware the impression that Big Brother is everywhere and and in control. It's Absolutely. not that way yet. It will be if we don't, if we comply. If we continue to comply and we get ID 2020. So it's it's never as as hopeless as they want you to think. And it's also more serious than you're, you're, you're told to think like it's not happening. It's not real. Don't worry. It's everything will go back to normal soon. Or... It's so bad. It's going to happen no matter what you do. There's nothing that can be done. Just lay down, GI. Lay down, GI. So. <laughs> I love that clip. Yeah. I love that clip. Death and taxes. Lay down, GI. Lay down, GI. <laughs> Maybe I'll play it again after the end of this show. I played that at the end of the show a couple couple shows ago. Yeah. Well, Things are afoot in uh, these two households. Pray for us, please. Thank you for listening to yet another show. Andrew, thank you for your words of wisdom, which are not lay down GI. Continue to resist. Yeah. You know, don't don't comply. Uh, Do what you can do and and trust God to take care of the rest. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, Pray for us. We'll be praying for you guys and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast.